Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Uh, yes, it's fall. Yes, the footballs are in the air, but so are golf balls still in the month of September as we are now into the FedEx Cup fall schedule. And uh, right around the corner, the Ryder Cup from Italy. And before he heads off across the pond, as we like to say, Bob Herrick from SI.com joins me today. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Good. You're up in your uh, home turf of Chicago, the Windy City, for the Live Golf event. But uh, first, let's let's talk about this FedEx Cup fall. Uh, if you can explain to my listeners and even me how this is all working. We had the first official uh, tournament, the Fortinet, last week, and uh Sahith Thagala bringing home his first win. Uh, that was uh, a, a very popular win, I'd say. Yeah, no question it was. And uh, look, it's the, the, it's pretty simple. Um, I saw where Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Walker doesn't, doesn't think it's very simple. Uh, but I, I don't know what memos he's not been reading or whatever, but it's just it's a very simple process. Instead of, instead of the fall being... The start of the new season, which it's basically been for the last 10 years, it's actually a continuation of the previous season, but only really for those outside of the top 50 in FedEx Cup points. In other words, these points aren't going to do you any good in 2024. They're not going to give you a head start on next year. So in other words, the Heath, you know, doesn't have doesn't have 500 FedEx points for the 24 season. Uh, and he really didn't need them for this season because he finished 31st, which means that he is in all of the signature events next year. He's fully exempt. Um, you know, obviously a win gives him a, a, a two-year exemption, which is great. Um, it also solidifies him in the world rankings. I mean, he should, should, he should be a lock for all the majors now. Um, but the, the main part, the main reason for these events is for anybody outside of the top 50 to improve themselves. So if, if you were, take for example, Justin Thomas, who finished 71st right. in points, he can earn points this, this fall to try to move into the top 60 because 51 to 60 after the RSM, the last event, will, those 10 players will be exempt for the first two signature events after the century. So that means Pebble Beach and the Genesis. They will be in those fields. So it's a way to earn your way in the two signature events next year. It's also um, an opportunity for guys who are outside the top 125 to move in. So in other words, like gotcha. if you were outside of the top 125 after the Wyndham, you're not done. You have seven, you know, six tournaments um, to you know, earn your card. And so a guy like Jimmy Walker, who was 124th after the Wyndham, he's not he's not set yet. He's got to, and, and I think this is what he was upset about, but it shouldn't have been any surprise. This was announced more than a year ago. Uh, and, in, and if anything, this year, one time only, you get the benefit of two falls to try to keep your card because last fall counted and this fall is counting. Then, starting in January, we're going to have, you know, the century through the Tour Championship is the season. Right. And then the events next fall will be the same thing. It'll be a way to 
either try to get into the signature events. You know, you can get hot and do that, um, or to try to keep your card, or 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 any other thing. Like if you win, you know, you're going to get in the Masters. You're going to get in the Century. If you if you want to move up in the World Rankings, it gives you that opportunity. Um, it's not. It doesn't mean that you can't play even if you don't need to. Like Max Homa, who's obviously you know set for next year. He played at, at the Fortnite. He was the defending champion, so he played. Um, and, 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 and like we we're saying, Sahith, he didn't really need to, but he wanted to. He was upset. He didn't make the tour championship. He missed it basically by a shot. He he was 31st, and he made a late bogey at the BMW, and it knocked him out of the top 30. He was sort of itching to play, and he took advantage of it. You know, good for him. Um, right. Uh, ends, ends up getting a win out of it. So, you know, I, I think they've turned what was sort of an – an unclear situation when they went back to the calendar schedule um, into something that, that actually has some merit. And still, though, if you're a guy like, uh, like you know, Jordan Spieth, you don't want to play any this fall, you don't have to. You're not going to be behind on January 1st. I think that was the big complaint with the old system. It was like, look, our season's ending at the Tour Championship, and then we start two or three weeks later – and you tell me I can take time off if I want to, but if I do, I end up I'm I'm starting from behind in January. Now everybody starts at zero on January first. Got it, got it. Uh, another another recognizable name, of course, Matt Kuchar finishing outside of you know that that top fifty. So you know uh, you, you do see some uh, some significant names here that can benefit from this from this fall schedule. No question, and all it takes is one or two good weeks, and you can move into the top 50. I mean, uh, you know, you, you'd actually probably move higher, but, but I think they're only – they're not going to let you move into the top 50. They're just going to slot you um, from 51 on. And those guys that – you know, look, it's a huge deal. Now the, the signature events are going to be $20 million purses. The, the Pebble – and uh, is only gonna is, is gonna only have about 80 players, no cut. The Genesis will have 80 players. It will have a cut to like 50, but still, wow. you, you know, you're playing you're playing for 20 million dollars. You're playing for more FedEx points. You know, I, I think the one thing to still be seen from all this, you know, if I have an initial negative about it, is that they're giving more FedEx points to the signature events. Um, so that is going to possibly create a division. Like, I was not. I didn't have a problem with the money. Okay, we're going to reward them with money. Right. But I don't think they should be giving the winner of of uh, of Pebble Beach seven hundred points, but the winner of Tory five hundred. Like the points should be the same. It, it allows the people who aren't in the signature events to have a little bit more of an of of a of yes. an equal playing field. Yeah. Even though, when you just by, by virtue of getting into signature events, you're already given an advantage because five of them will not have a cut, so you're going to automatically earn points in those tournaments. To me, that's enough of an advantage than to actually then go ahead and enhance the points too. I, 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 look, I could be wrong. We'll see how it plays out. I, I, I just I just wonder what the disparity is going to be, and you know they don't want to create a system where okay next year. You know, like 40 of the guys who are in the top 50 are already back in the top 50. Right. That's, that's you know, 
that's that's not going to be. A, I don't think that will be a fair outcome. And uh, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. So you are um, in Chicago for the latest Live Golf event. Uh, any updates in terms of uh, potential schedule for live events next year? Um, what's uh, you know what's the buzz there? Yeah, I mean, my main reason for coming was um, I wanted to talk to Kepka. I did that yesterday. You know, he's the only he's the only live player that's in the Ryder Cup. Uh, he's heading over there right after the event Sunday night. Um, and you know, I thought it, I thought it was good to catch up with him. Uh, there hasn't been a lot from him lately. Uh, been busy you know, with a, busy with a new baby. Yeah, and he hasn't played. You know, the last live event was six six weeks ago. And uh, as opposed to the um, you know the announcement day uh, on uh, I believe it was uh, August twenty ninth. You know, he's really not said anything publicly. So it was good to catch up with him. I'm, I'm hoping to get a couple of Ryder Cup guys, you know, past Ryder Cup guys here in the next day or two. Um, you know, there's, look, think about all the guys here playing for Liv who've had a lot of impact on the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. Uh, Martin Keimer, you know, Graham McDowell, Henrik Stenson was supposed to be the captain. Um, you know, Westwood, Poulter, Sergio, um, you know, Bubba, uh, Dustin Johnson. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I know the ship has sailed on some of that, but... Um, it just seemed like a good place to come to, to try to talk to some guys about those subjects. Speaking of, of uh, the European team, uh, did I read somewhere that Sergio offered to pay a bunch of fines or something to be considered to get back into the team somehow? What was the story there? Yeah, I, I, that came out last week. Uh, I, it's, it's unclear if this was done with the timing of trying to be picked or if it was done just with the idea of okay, you know, maybe he could be part of it as an assistant or something like that. Um, you know, the problem was is that he had given up his, his European tour membership, and you have to be a member by a certain point to be considered. So it was, it was a moot point anyway. And, look, I would probably argue that, you know, would Sergio have been a pick? I mean, he's, you know, I, I, for all he's done, look, he's an all-time points leader. Uh, in the Ryder Cup, he was three and one two years ago at Whistling Straits when, when when Europe had a had a bad week. You know, he increased his lead. He's won more points than any player. He, in fact, he he got that record in, in 2018, and he added to it at Whistling Straits. Um, but he's 17th in the live standings. He's you know he he missed two majors. All credit to him that he qualified for the U.S. Open and got in. Obviously, he plays in the Masters as a past champion. But he wasn't in the Open. He tried to qualify and missed. Wasn't in the PGA. You know, hasn't really done a whole lot on Live. You know, so I, it's just, like, of all the Live guys that could have been picked for the Ryder Cup, I, I didn't really think he was that much in the running. And um, so it was kind of curious, the whole thing. And, again, like, going forward, if they're going to have peace in the game, some of these things have to be worked out. Sure. You know, but, you know, and how that's going to occur is sort of uh, up in the air still. Yeah, uh, no no doubt about it. So you're heading to Italy. Um, Marco Simone Golf Course is the site. Uh, the matches begin next Friday. 
what what are what are your early hunches, Bob? I, I mean, certainly uh, there's uh, you know the tide has turned for the European team with the likes of Rory, Rom, Victor Hovland. Uh, you've got Sepp Straka, who's you know been playing well. Tommy Fleetwood. Matt Fitzpatrick, I mean, we know all these guys now on the European squads, right, from, you know, how well they're doing around the globe. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, how, how, is, uh, how is that U.S. team going to stack up? It's 30 years since we've won <laughs> across the pond. It's not looking good. Look, two years ago, I would have said the U.S. is in a great spot to finally win overseas and maybe go on a bit of a run. Even a year ago after the President's Cup, when you had, you know, JT and Spieth and and you had Morikawa, uh, uh, you know, he was there. You had Cantlay and Shoffley as a team. You had Scheffler and Burns as a team. Max Homa was 4-0. You had a lot of great things for the U.S. with a lot of, sort of doubts about Europe. But look, you just rattled off all the guys for Europe. Rory, Rom, uh, Victor Hovland especially have all played well um, here of late. Um, <clears throat> you know, Shane Lowry has just shown some form. Tommy Fleetwood's been playing well. So is Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick. You've got you know, just, Justin the- Rose as a, you know, great leader and uh, yep. senior statesman, if you will. And even uh, Aberg or Aberg, uh, Ludwig, you know, who just won a tournament, the Czech Masters, and has never played a major. I mean, you know, they've got a, a, a very, very formidable team still playing at home against a U.S. team that has some questions. Um, as great as Scotty Shuffler's been this year, he's putted poorly. You know, putting is everything at the Ryder Cup, you know. Um, you know, uh, uh, Speed's putting is comes and goes. Justin Thomas, we don't really know how he's gonna how he's gonna fare. Um, you know, did, did, does the U.S. have this, the formidable putting players that it needs? And that's I think the big question going over there. And when it comes right down to it, over the years the U.S. has just not, not made as many putts as the European side, and whether and it doesn't really matter the format. Because the format, like, you can't really point to, oh, the U.S. does poorly in foursomes. Because they really don't. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss. It depends on the year. Sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. True. Uh, Same with four ball. You can't, some years they do great in singles, some years they don't. So to me, like, the more common thing is putting. I think it's one of the reasons they didn't take Cam Young. Sam Burns is a pretty darn good putter. Uh, You know, Ricky's putting better. Yes. Ricky Fowler, yes. you know, um, so uh, in any case, um, uh, you know, what once looked to be a fairly, I thought, you know, easy win, I don't think so anymore. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough, uh, I think it's going to be a tough battle. You know, we're due for a close Ryder Cup. We are. We've gone, we've gone five straight now, really, without. I mean, you know, Glenn Eagles, um, Spain, uh, France. Really uh, go back to Medina. I mean, even Hazeltine, yeah, all the way back to Medina, which was, you know, one point, as, as, as excruciatingly close as it could be, everything since then has been five points or more. And, you know, it, it's, it's different than five points in a baseball game. It's, 
you know, one match is, is, a, is a two-point swing. So, you know, five points is, is, is closer than it seems, but it's still the difference of, of like, two-and-a-half matches, maybe even three. So as you're coming down the stretch on Sunday, it's not that – it just – it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. Obviously, the last one, the U.S. won by ten points, nineteen to nine. Um, Europe won fairly handily. Uh, uh, you know, in uh, in France, the U.S. had a big had a big uh, deficit to try to overcome, and they couldn't do it. So, you know, I, I kind of get the sense that maybe we're we're in for a close one this time. Do, do you think they've gotten a little too uh, deep in the weeds with all these statistics, Bob? And logarithms and you know whiteboards and whatever actually you know um no i i don't i i i think that's good i think that the the in the past it was let's throw the best individuals out there and they'll do the job and i think when the Ryder cup was great britain and ireland against the u.s for the most part that worked you know, you just had better players on the U.S. side. You didn't need to worry about pairings. Sure. You didn't need to worry about your singles order. You know, you were pro- probably going to prevail. And that changed really with Tony Jacklin in the 80s. He started doing things like front-loading his Sunday lineup. He worked hard to come up with partnerships that worked. You know, before the Ball came along, Seve would play with maybe the greenest of European players, and the idea was is to inspire that guy. Like, that guy was going to be emboldened by playing with Seve. Mm. And on the U.S. side, that never really worked. It certainly never worked with Tiger. People were intimidated playing with Tiger. Tiger had a zillion different partners, virtually none of whom really worked. You know, yeah. we, we, the U.S., used to just throw our best players out there. I, you know, I talked to Paul Azinger uh, recently for a piece I'm doing on the 30-year anniversary, and he told a funny story about it. In 93, the last time the U.S. won over there, he said, I played with Payne Stewart in my first match, and we got waxed. Hmm. So he said, they put, you know, he goes, I got put with Fred Couples after that, like the next two. He goes, nothing wrong with that, except I had never practiced with him. Hmm. We had never practiced. And I go, I think that... To be honest with you, I think that was a flaw of teams going back, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Azinger tried to change that in 08, and then they got away from it in 10 and 12. Uh, well, not so much in 12, but it's certainly in 14 uh, at Glen Eagles. And now they've returned to that. You know, you're going to see pods again in some form. Who's ever practicing together at, uh, at Marcos Simone is going to be playing together. You know, it makes sense. Why would you do it any other way, especially foursomes? Right. So, like, to your point about the analytics, I mean, yeah, certainly you can get too in the weeds with that stuff. But I do think that there is a method to the madness. There is a method to seeing who putts well. There There is a method to seeing, you know, who partners well. They went over there. You know, they had two days of practice. Certainly you'd think they might have worked out some of the pairings. The only, the only, the, the, the three guys who didn't go, that's not even an issue. I mean, Cantley and uh, Schaaf, they're clearly going to be partners. And, right. and Spieth is going to partner probably with, with JT. You know, so at least once or twice. So, so uh, you know, the U.S. could work out some of its teams. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kepka plays with Wyndham Clark. They're, they're good buddies. Um, you know, I could see Harmon playing with, with – uh, 
with Scheffler, you know, in, in addition to Sam Burns, uh, you know, or, or uh, you know, who, who, who do you pair with Morikawa? You know, like he's such a great ball striker. I mean, there's these are the things you have to work out and 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 have a plan and stick to it. And that's one thing about Zinger in 2008. He wasn't going to deviate from his plan even if they didn't even if they didn't do well right away. Typically, what you see is there's panic. Right. Something doesn't work and they change. So that's where I think the numbers come in. Like you stick with what brought you. Stick. You stick with your. You know, with, with what the statistics show you, mm-hmm. and 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 try to ride that out. Yeah, and certainly the level that these guys play at, like you were saying, not only in terms of the way they prepare, the way they practice, um, all of that is very different than back in the old days. No question, you know, and and uh, you know, Europe has had a plan for forty years. They've they've developed captains, developed assistants. They've they've you know they've studied it, and it took a little while for the U.S. to get on board. And look, since the U.S. did get on board, which was following the 2014 Ryder Cup, they've won every cup competition, but the one in France. And let's be obvious. Let's let's be honest. The, the captains' picks for that week were horrendous. Tiger and Phil went 0 and 6. Um, you know, uh, I believe Bryson was one too. He went zero and two. You can't fault the picks because back then the team was decided after the Tour Championship, right? And you know, Bryson won two playoff events that year. Yep. Uh, Tiger was trending well. He had just won the Tour Championship. I mean, but they just had a bad week. I don't think, it, and, and also there was the controversy with. With this speed and read breakup, which I don't think helped, and also in retrospect, I think Jim Furyk made a poor decision to pair Tiger with Patrick Reed. Like Tiger needed JT, that he needed yes. a horse. Yes. Instead of somebody leaning on Tiger, Tiger needed to lead on lean on somebody. But that's that is not a flaw of the system that they put in place. It's just a, you know, it, it's you know, uh, Tiger plays four matches. Again, if he wins two of those instead of losing all four, now it's close, you know. And, it, it, and it's just it can it just can be that fine of a line. So uh, look, we'll see. I mean, um, again, I, I think I think sometimes we get too caught up in the system and the captains and the picks and everything. The bottom line is these are great players and they have to go out there and do the job. That's right. They gotta go play, and that's what makes it so exciting. Well. I wish you a great trip, Bob, and as always, we appreciate your time. Bob Herrick from SI.com. Check out all the coverage next week at the Ryder Cup. Can't wait. Thanks, my friend.